I'm Jane Messinio Lindquist, and this is Madcap Radio. Today I'm joined by my good friend, fellow dog breeder, and nutrition guru, Magda Shirella. We're going to be discussing the pros and cons of giving sunflower lecithin to your lactating bitches to help prevent mastitis. This is a fabulous episode, but it is a bit of a deep dive. So before we jump in, I'm going to give you our conclusions and recommendations up front. And then if you're interested in the science behind our reasoning, listen on. So here we go. Although it's possible that sunflower lecithin might help prevent some kinds of mastitis, we do not give it to our bitches, nor do we recommend its use. The reason for this is twofold. First of all, lecithin has some potentially severe gastrointestinal side effects. Things like nausea, diarrhea, and general stomach upset. And you know, you're introducing these side effects at a time when it's often a challenge to get bitches to eat at all. And then that can snowball and cause your bitch to become hypoglycemic, meaning to say she can get low blood sugar, she can become dehydrated, she can become nutritionally deficient in certain really important things that can cause disorders that are as bad or worse than mastitis. So again, yes, while sunflower lecithin potentially could help prevent some kinds of mastitis, in this case, the cure might be worse than the disease. Second, the good news is you have much better dietary sources of the active ingredient in sunflower lecithin. It's not lecithin per se that helps prevent mastitis. It's choline. And choline is just one component of lecithin. There are much better and more bioavailable food sources of choline than sunflower lecithin and they don't have those bad side effects. The standard recommendation for a medium-sized bitch is to give 1,200 milligrams of sunflower lecithin per day. You could get the same amount of choline that you're getting from that 1,200 milligrams of sunflower lecithin from any of the following, one egg yolk, or one and a half ounces of beef liver, or three ounces of beef muscle meat, or one-fifth of one batch of mother's pudding. What you can begin to see is, if you're already feeding your dog a whole food diet, they are getting tons of choline, much more than you could ever hope to give them through sunflower lecithin. And it's coming in a form that's nutritious, comforting, and actually contributing to the well-being of your bitches rather than making them feel terrible. So our recommendation is, if you are feeding a whole food diet, continue doing so, maybe adding an extra egg yolk or an extra serving of mother's pudding, just to turbo boost that choline intake. Now, if you're not feeding a whole food diet, 
then our recommendation is to supplement with a small amount of these kinds of whole foods. An egg yolk, some mother's pudding, a little bit of cooked beef liver. Any of these will have a choline punch equivalent or far exceeding sunflower lecithin. So that's it in a nutshell. If you want to hear more about mastitis, what causes it, and why we think scientifically choline may be able to prevent certain kinds of mastitis, listen on. Welcome to Madcap Radio. Today I'm joined by Magda Shirella of Dig and Pop Norwich Terriers. Magda, welcome and thank you for coming. Hi, Jane. I'm very happy to be here. I think it's safe to say, Magda, that mastitis has been on our radar as dog breeders and as educators for a long time. It has. When you think of the worst case scenarios, Mm -hmm. you know, you can lose the dam. You can lose the dam. Speaking of people losing their dams, there was somebody on the puppy culture discussion group recently who very unfortunately did lose her dam to mastitis. And the conversation rose up around it about things that you can do. And somebody said, well, I give 1200 milligrams a day of lecithin. This is something that's borrowed from the human body of knowledge on breastfeeding. The, the, the human breastfeeding advocacy groups talk about using lecithin as a supplement, and the argument is that it makes milk less sticky. And less sticky milk would prevent blockages that might lead to mastitis. Okay, so before we go any further, I think we need to talk a little bit about what mastitis is. When we're on the topic of the lecithin supplementation, we're speaking about a very specific sequence of events that we're trying to address. Exactly. So one of my co-owners is a OBGYN and her brother actually is a lactation MD. So he was a great resource for this. And the way he described it is, well, first of all, the, the, the actual milk is up in the body, like in those ducts up there, like close to the body. And then coming down from there, he said it's like crepe myrtle. It's just, it's not like a clean four-lane highway. It's like all these interlaced branches of, of delicate ducts. ducts just coming down, right? So what happens is, it's very easy, and they do expand and contract a lot. So it's very easy for one to get just a little bit too expanded and then sort of get caught or hooked, or his, he put it, to embarrass another one so that it, it prevents it from emptying. And when that happens, then the milk starts backing up in there, And if you're lucky, you can feel it and you can do compresses and and work it out. If you're not lucky or you don't feel for it and you don't find it, it can now start harboring infection. 
right? An infection can come from, it's in the air, it's on the puppy's toenails, it's everywhere. I mean, it's naturally occurring in the environment that the animal is in. But, but the point is, the more you can keep the milk flowing through and not have any of those backups, you're, you know, gaming the system in your favor, right? You're, you're, you're lowering the chances. It's not the only way that they can get mastitis. It's not a guarantee that she won't, but by keeping that milk flowing, you are improving your chances of avoiding that kind of mastitis. Is that a fair way of describing it? I think it is. Mm -hmm. And we should maybe clarify that mastitis can have other underlying reasons, but one of them is blocked milk ducts. Right. We're only addressing that with this. And and also that mastitis, you know, there's, uh, I think they call it milk diasis or something in humans where it's actually just, okay, there's a blocked mm-hmm. duct and it's inflammation, right? Then it gets blocked, it gets inflamed, and then it gets more inflamed because it's blocked, it gets more blocked, more inflamed, and that's a problem. Then there's actually having an infection, mm-hmm. which is a, a separate issue. And then it can go septic. It can go into gangrenous, like the, the, the tissue can actually die. And that's where you see those really dramatic, you know, bitches losing half a breast all turning black and everything. So what we're talking about is can we avoid this dramatic insult, you know, where where we have this result from a blocked milk duct? And will lecithin help reduce the possibility of that happening? My question is, should I be giving lecithin? lecithin? to my, my bitches. I mean, am, am I missing out on something? And so to back into whether I should be or shouldn't be, what would the function of giving it be? And the function of giving it would be purportedly to thin down the milk, make it less sticky and make it flow easier. So it's less likely to cause a, a backup, which would cause a block duct which then would be more likely to be like a Petri dish for infection. Is that fair to say, as far as what they say, how they say it works? Right. I just want to talk about whether we feel lecithin actually can help prevent mastitis based on the research. And we couldn't actually find a lot of, well, we found no human citations, nothing in the human or in dogs, really, other than anecdotal. Um, The National Institute of Health, I think, does like a yearly survey of of lecithin. I did find that and, and its use in this context. And they said, no, there's no evidence that it works. It doesn't mean it doesn't, but nobody's proven it. So there's, in some, no evidence that lecithin actually does have this effect on milk, or at least no, I should say, studied it, studies that, that prove it. That doesn't mean it's not true. There are just no studies that prove it, which is a very different thing. And it, it's one of those things where it seems to make sense, but we really couldn't find any studies on it. 
But this is interesting. In the course of looking for studies or cross-referencing all these websites, I did find one breastfeeding advocacy coach that said, you know, it's not lecithin that you need, it's choline. And that's exactly right, because... Well, what is choline? Well, choline is something that is within lecithin. It's one of its components, but lecithin and choline are not exactly the same. Choline is what you were describing. Everything you said that lecithin might be doing, that, you know, emulsifying effect of um, making... the milk flow and all that stuff. exactly. That's choline. That's one of these components of lecithin. And actually, there are studies that show choline, specifically choline, to be effective for prevent, not uh, for reducing incidences of mastitis. In cows. In cows. And we had to go to the money yes. animals. We had to go to cows. There's nothing in humans. Right. Nothing in dogs. Right. Anecdotal, right? And Magda has an anecdotal that she'll share in a little while, but... So choline, in, we did find this one uh, retrospective study that talked about it, and they did find that choline reduced, among were, other things. They were giving uh, yeah. dietary choline to cows, and those cows that you know upped their uh, intake of choline um, had much less um, right. often must- mastitis. And they did say in the study that they don't know for sure why it works. They know it works. They don't know for sure why. Well, they had a couple of uh, guesses. The hypotheses. Hypotheses. Mm -hmm. So one of them was that uh, choline is known to bind with cytokines. Uh, Cytokines are these messengers of uh, infection. Um, so cytokines, inflammation or cytokines tell the body to inflame. Interesting. Basically tell cytokines are messengers. So cytokines are these protein signaling proteins. That's what they are. And they tell the body there is an infection, you know, in aisle five, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) there is an infection in the rest uh, left breast and, um, the body, rushes to create um, inflammatory response. Okay, so now just walking it back to remember our description of what we were talking about with how mastitis happens. You can block the duct by putting pressure. It blows up. The inflammation causes the, it can cause embarrassment of one of the other ducts. Right. One can just swell right over another. So mechanically close it. Mechanically close it. So that's one of the uh, so possible ways. So binding up ways. those cytokines takes those pro-inflammatory things out. Exactly. So those screaming so can, proteins saying "inflame, inflame," mm-hmm. which is not a good thing for a lactating um, individual. Interesting. Okay, so that's one way. And then what? What else did they? And say? another way is uh, that basic um, chemical binding of. Um, choline with lipids. Lipids are fats. So fats within milk will be transported um, along smoothly smoothly out. out. Right. So in other words, in sum, reduces inflammation and makes the milk thinner and slipperier. Exactly. Yeah, basically. So 
they don't, it hasn't been proven. They don't know for sure that that's what they didn't test the milk to know if that's, but that's their hypothesis. And it's a pretty good one. I thought it was interesting that they also use choline for gallbladder disease because that's something in dogs that sticky Augie had that they can get a sludgy bile duct. And so I guess it, it helps thin it out. I think we just have to talk a little bit about the, just in, in lay terms, about the mechanics of, of what lecithin and choline more specifically do, which, which is that they're what we call emulsifiers. Right. And that means they combine both to water and to fats. Well, there are different kinds of choline. Okay. So the body produces phosphatidyl choline. Mm-hmm and acetylcholine. And one binds to lipids, fats, and the other one to uh, water-soluble, is water-soluble. So acetylcholine is something that actually affects even brain and some other tissues. Okay. Uh, while phosphatidylcholine binds with fats, and helps to transport them. So like when you get your salad dressing and you know your prepared salad dressing has lecithin in it, is it having both types of choline that allows it to, to it does. keep it? Okay. It does. But what we are interested in that PC, mm-hmm. phosphatidyl mm-hmm. choline, that's the choline that uh, binds to fat. And as a fun, fun fact, it's also what's injected in cosmetic procedures that oh. melts the fat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So so there really could be something to it as far as making the milk thinner, less sticky, right. flow easier. Right. So Magda, that brings us to the $20,000 question. And the $20,000 question is, should I be giving and recommending that people give lecithin to their lactating bitches? Lecithin has a potential of being beneficial. Mm-hmm. However, it has some undesirable side effects. Oh. Some severe cramps, digestive uh, issues. Nausea. S- nausea, mm-hmm. vomiting, diarrhea. Um, so it's not a benign supplement. In fact, this unfortunate breeder that lost her bitch that wrote in said she had tried lecithin and it it made her bitch throw up. And I think it's worth just mentioning here that, especially in the first few days, you can have anorexia in your bitches anyway. I mean, they cannot want to eat. So adding lecithin, right? you know? Well, so what do we do? We should consider going straight to the source, going to sources of choline, Okay. Choline is a natural compound, and there are natural foods that are very high in choline. Right. I mean, is that as good, though, as, you know, getting that 1,200 big milligrams of lecithin? I mean, can you really get it from food? In my opinion, it's much better. Choline in natural form exists in high concentrations in foods that dogs easily absorb, 
like eggs. Interesting. Liver, mm-hmm. beef, fish, everything that dogs readily eat. Um, choline is very bioavailable from those sources. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there is no stomach upset with eating what the stomach is designed to eat. Okay, so I'm going to kind of like close the circle here a little bit on on this particular thing because I I found the same thing as you, which is that in fact, and we're going to talk about the numbers, eggs, liver, beef have has m- much more potentially benefit in terms of just the amount of choline and the bioavailability of choline. So why then are women told to take sunflower lecithin? And the answer is what they say is modern lifestyles. I mean, we women are afraid of eating fatty foods. We're on these, this whole low-fat thing. They won't eat egg yolks because they're worried about the calorie content and the cholesterol. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Unless you have a specific sensitivity to dietary cholesterol, the cholesterol in eggs are not going to raise your cholesterol. But the point is there was so much resistance and just unwillingness of, um, I was going to say breeding females, <laughs> you know, uh, women of childbearing age to eat a diet that was sufficient in, in choline that the medical and national health establishment just sort of threw up his hands and says, here, just take a pill. I mean, please just take a pill. But, you know, as dog breeders, our dogs aren't worried about their body image, are they? If I think of an obstetrician telling a lactating mother, please eat some beef liver. Right, right. (laughs) And if I think, you know, as a contrasting to that, as me offering beef liver to my girls lactating, you know, bitches, uh, that's a very different response. talk about some different sources. Well, you mentioned that uh, the whole discussion started with somebody posting online that they are uh, giving 1,200 milligrams of lecithin okay. to their Labrador. Mm-hmm. I believe it was a lab. Right. Um, so a medium-sized dog gets 1,200 milligrams of lecithin. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's back up a little bit. Lecithin has a few components Choline being only thirteen percent of oh, interesting of what lecithin is. Yeah, so not not that much in there. Right? Not that much. Probably cheap and easy to manufacture, though. Right. Right. So let's compare it to an egg yolk. Okay. An egg yolk has, on average, one hundred fifteen to one hundred twenty milligrams of choline. So just to put it in context. 1,200 milligrams a day, 13% of that, uh, of the uh, lecithin, is that would equal 156 milligrams of choline. So you got 156 milligrams of choline versus 115 in one egg yolk. Wow, that brings us right back to mother's pudding, doesn't it? It sure does. Right. So we are 
typically feeding at least two egg yolks in our mother's pudding a day to our to our medium-sized bitches, plus she's getting egg yolks. Right. So that's a big hit of of truly bioavailable choline functional functional choline functional choline yeah i would like to share my personal experience with that the only time that i in 20 years of breeding had a, a case of a blocked milk duct not mastitis, but uh, bleeding. You up. caught it early yeah, enough. I caught You're it early enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, was in a mother in a dam who would absolutely refuse any drop of mother's pudding. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Study of one, but study of one. However, you out know, of it a fits. lot of litters, she yeah. was the only one. She was the only one, mm-hmm. so it fits. Yeah. So I just want to recap in closing, because my question here very specifically was, A, should I be giving lecithin to my lactating bitches? And B, should I be recommending that people do it? And I think me personally, we've established that the the diet that we give with the amount of egg yolks and mother's pudding and meat and liver and everything, there's no way. I mean, we are already giving so much choline. It's crazy. Now, as far as recommendations, our first recommendation is if you aren't giving those kinds of food, you know, add, add a couple egg yolks, you'll be okay. In the form of mother's pudding or in whatever other form you're comfortable right. with adding eggs? Yes. You're, and you're- if you're not familiar with mother's pudding, we have it on the Puppy Culture website. I mean, it's right. on the discussion group. There's a, there's a, a, a recipe card there. We're not going to go deep into it, but it's a it's a postnatal energy boost food that for dams. But so okay, so if you are feeding a natural raw diet or, or or cooked diet as Magda does, and you know you're good, you're 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 getting all that. If you're feeding not that kind of diet, but you add you know do some add ons, you're good, right? If for any reason you're you're not going to do either one of those two things, I mean, maybe it's a rescue organization. I, you know, there could be any number of reasons why this could be. I mean, go with you were going through then. you were going through chemotherapy. You mm-hmm. weren't you were feeding kibble, and mm-hmm. you know, so we're not judging. We're, we're not judgy here. But if you're in that position, definitely adding lecithin if your bitch tolerates it well could help. It could help. It would probably have those side effects. Mm-hmm. And so if you could substitute it with an egg, do it. We recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Magda. Thank you, Jane. It was great. It was. <laughs>